Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to Beyond Surviving, the safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to receive support, resources, and share their stories. Beyond Surviving is about freedom, healing, connection, and even laughter and fun. Most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving on. I'm Rachel Grant. For those of you who don't yet know me, I've been a sexual abuse recovery coach since 2007 and am the author of Beyond Surviving, the final stage of recovery from sexual abuse. I work with survivors who are sick and tired of feeling broken and unfixable, and I help them let go of the pain of abuse and finally feel normal. You can learn more about me and the Beyond Surviving program at www.rachelgrantcoaching.com. In today's episode, I share with you the importance of focus and perception and how it plays a vital role in how we see ourselves, others, and ultimately the vision for our futures. Well, let's get into this. I would love for you to talk about the role that focus plays in our lives. I think um, it's fascinating. We talked about this when we were scheduling you for the Telesummit, and I would love for you to start there. Sure. Well, um, really there are basically two aspects of focus that I'd like to talk about as we start off today. The first is really about the habit of rumination that results from what Gretchen Rubin calls our negativity bias. Generally speaking, we have a tendency to really focus on the negative, focus on what's difficult, what's not working, to dwell on the past or unpleasant experiences, uh, especially when we find ourselves without distraction. You know, those quiet moments when we're all alone, 
our minds tend to go towards the negative. Uh, kind of like that feeling of, you know, not really being able to turn your mind off uh, when the thoughts just kind of keep swirling around over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the outcomes of this habit of rumination is it really leads us into feelings of anxiety, fear, sadness, anger. And worst of all, what's happening when we do that is we're reinforcing negative beliefs, negative neuronal connections uh, that we have about ourselves, others, or, you know, just exactly what's going on at that particular moment, the experience that we're having. So when we ruminate or focus on the negative, this really impacts not only how we feel, but how we end up behaving or responding. So that can lead us to feeling immobilized or just trapped, really unable to act or move forward. And we find that that's, you know, to address that, really what we're looking at is trying to find this balance between, you know, feeling and being present to what is going on and then sitting it down, shifting our focus, We don't want to always ignore or distract ourselves from the hard feelings, but we also don't want to become trapped there, right? So it's this kind of balancing act that we, you know, we need to have. I think this is fascinating because a lot of times we don't even realize that we have that power of of changing our focus. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, there's a real sense that our thoughts are just kind of happening to us they're just there running, and we don't have any choice about it. But we do actually have the opportunity to shift our focus. And what's amazing is the next aspect about this is that just the physical act of paying attention actually creates chemical and physical changes in the brain. So, you know, anytime we have an experience, what is happening on a biological level is that in the brain, there are connections that, you know, are neuronal connections that happen, and, and this is essentially is memory, right? Whenever we are thinking something, what's happening is a neuronal connection or network is lighting up, so to speak. And every time we revisit that thought, we're reinforcing and adapting that thought as we go along. So, you know, every time you have the thought, I'm amazing, I'm beautiful, that neuronal pathway becomes stronger. But likewise, if we give all of our attention to thoughts like, I'm never going to succeed, then that pathway is reinforced. And so, you know, if what we ruminate upon really has a significant impact on how we feel and, moreover, our very brain chemistry, then, you know, really paying particular attention to what we're focusing on is important. Yes, yes. I wish we, I wish we had this in school, elementary school. So when yeah. we talk about the uh, the concept of perception, um, I love what you're saying, like what happens with the brain chem- chemistry. And so can you go a little bit further about that that concept of what you see is what you what you get? Right. So then, you know, our expectations really end up shaping our reality in a lot of situations. Our preconceptions have a significant impact on what we perceive. So, for instance, one of my clients who had been sexually abused by her father had the expectation that all men were going to be rude, uncaring, selfish. So as an adult woman out in the dating world, she was really struggling to find a man who she enjoyed. But as we started talking about her experience with dating, she told me this story, and it really illustrates this idea of, you know, your perception and what you see is what you get. Um, A guy she had just 
set up a date with. It was their very first date. He arrives at the door with flowers. And, you know, he's really excited and happy thinking he's just won some major brownie points, right? Uh But she described feeling really angry and closed off and really just kind of wanting to shut the door and get out of there. So, you know, she was so sure that this man was out to take advantage of her. She had the thought, you know, how dare he bring, you know, flowers to me like I'm some silly school girl. He's just going to take advantage of me. So we really came to see that she was so set on proving that men were terrible that she even framed the gesture of flowers on a first date as being manipulative and evidence that he would hurt her. So her preconception or her expectation that all men are out to harm her changed the way she actually perceived the situation. So this, you know, what we have come to expect of ourselves or of others or relationships, it really is greatly informed by our past experiences, which then shape our expectations. And what happens is we set out to essentially prove, you know, that our false beliefs or our preconceptions are true. And we gather all sorts of evidence that reinforces those false beliefs and then ignore everything else on the contrary that doesn't fit. So at the end of the day, like exactly what we see is what we're going to get in any situation. What we're open and um, interested in looking for really shapes the experience that we're going to have, even if that comes to how we think about ourselves or how we think about others or how we, you know, experience and behave in situations or read what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. So, of course, the next question, I, I know I'm thinking, and I'm sure all the listeners are thinking, okay, so what can we do to shift? How can we, how can we shift the focus? Like, for example, with that client, you know, what, what, like how would someone who's been um, abused or betrayed or taken advantage of in the past change their focus and change their perception and their, their expectation so they don't keep, um, you know, having the same thing happen over and over again, repeating it over mm-hmm. and over again? Yeah, I mean, this is definitely the question that I, you know, had immediately myself, too, you know, when uh-huh. I was watching this candy. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's great, but now what do I do about it? And, you know, that so much of my work is, is um, you know, tied up with this question of, you know, well, what do we do about it? Um, the work I do with survivors of sexual abuse, and, you know, we deal with this particular concept quite a bit, and also in relationships, in my relationship coaching, you know, people have all sorts of ideas about what it's going to mean for them to get into a relationship and what other people are up to. So the place where we always start is, first of all, by identifying what it is you have been out to prove. You can't begin shifting and getting away from something until you identify, well, exactly where are you in the first place. So oftentimes I'll ask um, clients, you know, what have you been out to prove about yourself or about others or about relationships? And just doing some time journaling and exploring, you know, what you have really been up to. What are your preconceptions? What are your ideas that you have that you want to now kind of start shifting away from? And so I kind of have this saying, you know, if anything can be proven true, well, what is it that you want to prove? So once you've identified the negative things that you've been out reinforcing, you can then start thinking about, well, what would I like to improve instead? So, for instance, my client had been out to prove that all men were manipulative, and so she really set out to prove instead that men could be warm and caring. 
But this really requires now that conscious effort on our part and choice on our part to begin paying attention to all of the evidence that is presented. You know, part of what's difficult about falling into these patterns of perception is that it really limits our focus. We really only get to see only a small percentage or a small part of the whole picture, right? Uh So once we are able to escape our preconceptions, then we have a, a much broader perspective and more genuine and authentic and honest perspective of the situation. So, for instance, yes, some men are out to be manipulative. Like, they're there. They exist, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. When you have that perception, you see everyone, you know, everyone's wearing green, right? Right. Whereas when you start to say, okay, let me shift my focus for a while and really look for evidence that supports the opposite of what I've been proving, it, what it does is it helps bring things into balance, Right. And so I encourage, you know, my clients to kind of keep an evidence log and to just write down anything that supports the new thing that they're out to prove. And so when you get into situations, you then are able to have a a clearer perspective about what's in front of you. And that's really where, you know, our power lies is when we can see situations with clarity and resilience and um, honesty as opposed to being always looking at ourselves or other people or situations through all of these different shades, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's no getting away from perception. It's just a matter of being able to bring things into balance so that you're able to see uh, a fuller spectrum. It's kind of like, you know, a color wheel. Let's, let's see every single color that's there and all the nuances of things as opposed to only seeing one thing at a time. Wow. So this one, I'm taking notes here. I love what you're saying. And so I, I just want to encourage all the listeners to be taking notes as well. So you said step one is to identify. You know, what mm-hmm. have we been, you know, out to prove, journal, we can explore it, and um, and then start to ask ourselves, well, what what is it that we want to shift away from? And then point two was what we what would we like to uh, prove instead? What would we like to prove instead? And then keep an evidence log. This is really key because I love how this is very proactive. We're not relying on anyone else to change us or anything. It's just looking within, figuring it out, and then you you have this these these action steps to take us to the next level. Mm-hmm. This is really That's right. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think, as I said, we're not taught this. I mean, as adults, I mean, we're just not taught this as children, and then we grow up as adults struggling and not understanding, like, we have this power. This is yeah, very absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's this, uh, even in, you know, the way that we talk about um, our experiences oftentimes is, like, that made me feel, or he or she made me angry, right? There's this very, like, there's something external that's acting upon us that's causing our experience, our emotion, our perception, when, in truth, what's happening is that, you know, inside your, what is happening is that it's internal. It's a neuronal pathway being lit up that triggers an old thought, that triggers an old emotion, and you just kind of run with it as if that's, like, really what's going on right now and are able to identify the connection to the past. Yeah. Yes, so in yes. a lot of ways, this is like exercise for the brain, <laughs> like building your yeah, brain muscles. I love uh, you know, we, I love the analogy. Yeah, in school, you know, we're taught so many 
so many things. And, you know, even in PE, we were taught to, like, take care of our, you know, muscles, our, you know, arms, legs, and all that. But um, the brain is a muscle just as well. And that's what David Rock is really talking about is that, you know, the chemical and physical changes that occur on a neurological level when we're conscious and thoughtful about the choices we're making in our thought life is just like building that muscle. And so, you know, for my client, when she first started out, of course, the the stronger and more deeply rooted pattern of going to the thought, men are manipulative, men are are dangerous, was stronger. But the more she did this work and the more she practiced, you know, this alternative thinking and challenging those patterns – then the new thought became the go-to thought. It became the more powerful and directive thought. And it doesn't mean that you become, uh, you know, complacent or that you become um, naive to think that, you know, there's, everybody is caring, everybody is loving, but it's kind of like your first go-to place is in a place of negativity. It's training yourself to look for, look for you know, something else first, see that, investigate that, and if it happens to not be there, to not then, here's the important piece, to not then globalize and say, oh, well, see, I found that one man who's manipulative, therefore all men are manipulative, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what I've proven or what I've discovered in this experience is that this one person is this way, yeah? Mm-hmm. So to learn this additional little piece is to remember to keep things localized, to notice that for every experience, whatever you're experiencing applies there, and to avoid trying to too generalize, too much generalize the experience. Mhm, mhm. And I can just see how it just it just makes for a bit better life. I mean, just overall, mm-hmm. <laughs> going through life, being <laughs> being positive about it. And I, I I'm thinking of a, a client I spoke with the other day. It was a prospect actually, she, and then she came on board to help her with a thought. She thought, well, no one no one's buying right now. I said, no mm-hmm. one. You know, and yeah. this is very interesting. So, what I'm what I want to ask now is, okay, so using these techniques, um, how how does perception play a role in the vision we have for like long term, long term mm-hmm. future? Mm-hmm. Well, so just as we're um, out to prove, you know, what we're out to prove impacts the type of interactions we have in our very present moment. Uh-huh. Our expectations for the future really have a huge impact on our journey. So if our vision of the future is full of, you know, constraint, false beliefs, negativity, then we're really unable to step into a future that's full of power and possibility because what's, you know, if, if the lay of the land ahead of you looks dark, you're not really going to be doing much to, to get there, you know. Right, um, right. And so, you know, I'm not really one to believe that just just because we think something or expect something to happen that it will actually happen, you know. <laughs> that would be nice <laughs> if we had that power of preconception that if I just think I'm going to be making a million dollars tomorrow, you know, uh-huh. that the million dollars will be on my doorstep. But I do really believe that our focus and our expectations influence the way we feel and act. So this is going to play a big role in the type of choices we make and the type of risks we take, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, you know, for example, I was working with a client, and she had really come to believe that she was stuck in her job. She had no future. She had no options. It was like, this is it. This is where I am. I'm just going to have to deal with that, right? And she had all these ideas and dreams about things that she wanted to be doing instead. 
Um, and so as we started to do the work to really challenge those ideas that she had about the future and her expectations, she really began to shift and change. And before I knew it, you know, she had applied to this internship program, and now she's in Copenhagen playing, you know, playing out her life and living this dream and is really there. But until we could strip away, you know, those expectations, the door wasn't open at all, right? And so part of what focus and um, shifting our expectations does is it doesn't give us a guarantee, but it opens a pathway, it opens an opportunity that wouldn't be there at all otherwise. Right, 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 right. I love this. I love this because what I, what I love about your teaching is that it's very um, – it's grounded, you know. It's not so um, out there, you know, in, in like fairy dust and all this stuff. And you're, you, mm-hmm. you have that. It's grounded. It's scientific. It's realistic. And at that point, I just want to make sure the listeners heard is that there's no guarantee, but at least the door is open. A door that would not be open if you were stuck in a negative space and a negative that's thought. Right. So that's yeah. very powerful. Thank you for tuning in and joining us today. Don't forget to visit www.rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching and to explore the other resources available on the site. And please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and join us again next time. Until then, take good care of you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.